At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Hit us all up on the network at VSIN Live. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, Ian McMillan from BetSided will join me. We'll get into a Major League Baseball conversation and I want to get back to baseball here because a um, couple of things. Uh, I was just like going over my futures portfolio, which is not good at all. I mean, all the, all my futures bets are dead. Um, the awards market, I'm sorry. You know, that that's the futures that I placed in the awards market are not going to happen. Um, Eloy Jimenez is not going to win the American League uh, uh, Nash, uh, Most Valuable Player. I did have Cody Bellinger, NL MVP, and hey, th- <laughs> Looked good today with two home runs, but he's not going to win that award. Uh, Noah Syndergaard for a Cy Young, not happening. Uh, Ranger Suarez, not happening. Um, bottom line, uh, all of my futures bets, the shortest odds that I placed were 65 to 1. So I was looking for bombs, just long shot bombs. Why not? Throw a couple of bucks, 100 to 1. I placed three separate 100 to 1 bets. Long shots. One of them that I placed 100 to 1 <clears throat> during sp- before the season, literally, before spring training. Mickey Moniak to win the National League Rookie of the Year. And in spring training for the Philadelphia Phillies, they had an injury to their starting center fielder, Odubel Herrera. And Mickey Moniak was in line to be their, their opening day starting center fielder through spring training he hit 378 with six home runs the second most home runs in the entire grapefruit league and i'm literally watching the odds just shrink on this dude before the season starts and then in his final at bat in spring training takes a pitch off the hand and fractures his hand and he's out for six to eight weeks. That futures ticket gone. He did return had a cup of tea, if you will, with the Phillies, then gets traded to the angels. Now that he's on the angels, Mickey Moniak's getting a little bit of playing time. And on, uh, I believe it was Saturday. Um, 
It was the doubleheader against the Mariners. Mickey Moniak, uh, he was traded part of the Noah Syndergaard deal, right? So Syndergaard goes to the Phillies. Moniak is now on the Angels. Moniak takes a fastball or whatever the pitch was off of off of his finger while trying to bunt, fractures his finger. I mean, the, the you want to talk about luck? Two fractures of the hand in the same season, getting hit by pitches. That's just bad luck for a kid who's had showed so much promise coming into this season. Uh, so that's absolutely wild. Um, but that was one of the futures bets that I placed, and obviously one of the futures bets that I can rip up now, and it's not going to hit. I was looking at the futures market here, and this is where we are in, in, in that awards market. Aaron Judge, dominating favorite to win the American League MVP. Not even worth placing a bet on him. He's minus 400 or so to win the award. In the National League, Paul Goldschmidt's minus 140, and there's no denying the type of season that Goldie has had. He is the current batting leader in Major League Baseball with a 332 average. His OPS is 1.029. That's top three in all of Major League Baseball. He's got the second highest war in baseball right now. His on-base percentage is 415. I mean, this dude is having an incredible season for the Cardinals. That, that, that's why he is a fitting favorite. And then Austin Riley is your second favorite at 6-1. to one. Austin Riley has had a great season for the Braves, had an incredible month of July, and he's, I believe, fourth in Major League Baseball in home runs. He's... At a 9.42 OPS, his WAR is 4.8. He's basically top five in Major League Baseball. And if the Braves had a better weekend series against the Mets and were in contention for this division, which they still could be, there's plenty of time left in this season, I would consider Austin Riley. But the way that the Cardinals are playing right now, the fact that the Cardinals are in first place and look like the better team in the National League Central, I'd still favor Goldie to win this award. In the National League Cy Young race, Sandy Alcantara is the runaway runaway favorite. I don't think anyone's going to take that from him. The American League Cy Young, look, I've been talking about Dylan Cease for weeks. And I, I recommended betting him at 10 to 1. He's now down to 3 to 1, the second favorite behind Justin Verlander. And when I looked at Dylan Cease back 10, you know, when he was 10 to 1, it was really the performance that, uh, that he's had over his last 12 starts. So he started the season off and he wasn't that great. And I'm sure he'll be the first one to admit that his start was not good. And that happens. And maybe that's the reason why he's being punished here in the market is because prior to him going on this incredible run that he's been on, he had some clunkers. Four runs against Cleveland, six runs against the Yankees, seven runs against the Red Sox. But overall in the season, 
Dylan Cease is carrying a 1.98 ERA. He's 12 and 4 on the year. And, excuse me, through his last 12 starts, Dylan Cease has only allowed four earned runs. And all four of those have come on just four solo home runs. He has struck out 90 batters in 70, excuse me, yeah, 90 batters in 70 innings. 40, 85, 90. 90 batters in 70 innings in his last 12 starts. There's no one pitching better in Major League Baseball over the last 12 starts since Dylan Cease. And that goes back all the way to, where are we? Goes back all the way to May 29th. So May 24th, he gives up seven runs to the Red Sox. Starting on May 29th, his earned runs, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 1, 1, 1, 0, 0, 0, 1. I mean, that's binary code, people. That He has just been lights out. And 3 to 1, I still think, is a, a good value to place for him. Hard to argue, though, against what Verlander has done. Because he has just been otherworldly for the Houston Astros. There was a name that did intrigue me, though, in this entire awards market. And I'm going to go back to the National League Cy Young Award. And while I don't know if this is possible, but Jacob deGrom, (laughs) who threw two starts is absolutely insane right now. Jacob deGrom is like 500 to 1 to win this award. Now, I'm just looking here at the list of Cy Young Award winners, and I'm not counting the COVID-shortened season of 2020. But the least amount of wins for a pitcher to win the Cy Young was, I believe, Jacob deGrom's 10. And that was in 2018. deGrom was 10 and 9 in 2018 when he won the Cy Young. He was 11 and 8 in 2019 when he won the Cy Young. Now, we know that wins don't matter here because it's it's not about the wins lost. It's about the other numbers. But, and yes, there were a ton of no decisions in that, in the, in that season. But DeGrom has made two starts right now. And let's just think about how many more he's going to have for the rest of the season. He's, let's see, if we go every fifth day, he's going to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's going to have, he's going to have eight starts the rest of the year. If Jacob deGrom in 10 starts, and it's crazy, it's so little. 
But in 10 starts, if this dude carries, it would have to be like the most insane numbers ever. But 500 to 1 insane? Now, maybe it's not, he's not even going to be eligible, or I don't know. But if he, he struck out 12 of the first 17 batters he faced today, he does that for the next 10 starts. I mean, he's the best pitcher in the world. Which is why he's won back-to-back side yards, 2018-2019. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll talk to Ian McMillan coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Back here on the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Scott Sadenberg, always on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Joining me now to continue the Major League Baseball conversation, Ian McMillan from BetSided. You follow him on Twitter at Ian MacBets. That's I-A-I-N, where you spell Ian there on the Twitter account. And Ian, I uh, just got done talking about the awards market in Major League Baseball, including one uh, bizarre long shot that probably has no chance of hitting because of the uh, amount of time that he will have played. But Jacob DeGrom at 500-1 to to win the National League Cy Young just seems criminal, right? (laughs) I don't know if there's any numbers dating back for a guy who's only played uh, uh, a little less than half the season to win the Cy Young. But, I mean, if anyone can do it, it's probably Jacob DeGrom, to be fair. Yeah, I think if if he finishes the year with 10 starts, that's the magic number, I think, if he has, if my math is correct, he starts eight more times, 10 starts, and if he puts up, look, he struck out 12 of the first 17 batters he faced today. There's no one better right now than Jacob DeGrom. If he does this every single start for 10 starts, I mean, it's hard to argue against him, but then again, the guy who's going to win the award, Sandy Alcantara, just uh, has been a stud the entire season. Yeah, maybe maybe if there wasn't any other studs in the National League, maybe if this was a year where no one was re- was really deserving of a Cy Young, then it could happen. Uh, but like you said, I think Sandy's going to take it home. He's he's just been too good this year. Unless he falls off a cliff these last couple of months, which I'm sure is possible, uh, I don't expect so. 
Well, let's talk about DeGrom and, and how good he has looked through these two starts. I know it's only two starts, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but with Jacob DeGrom doing what he did here on Sunday for the Mets, he's healthy and looks great. Max Scherzer is also healthy and has looked great. These two guys pitching at least four games in a seven-game series, I find it hard to believe that teams are going to beat them in the playoffs. I think the Mets to win the National League is the bet to make right now. Yeah, I think if you're looking for value, that's probably the way to go. Obviously, the other team, I mean, this is not exactly breaking news, but the Los Angeles Dodgers as well. I feel like they're kind of now, they've just become a, the franchise over the past number of years now where people just expect them to be good every single year. So they are almost flying underneath the radar because they're just almost so obvious. But sometimes the obvious choice uh, is the right one. Because even if you look at the numbers, though, uh, Dodgers leading Major League Baseball in team ERA, leading Major League Baseball in OPS. So statistically, they still have had the best pitching and the best offense. Now, of course, the Mets haven't had Scherzer for the whole year. They haven't had DeGrom, obviously, for the whole year. So uh, that's obviously going to give uh, quite a big boost to their pitching. But uh, it's going to be the Mets or Dodgers. I don't see how any other team in the National League could pull it off. You know, when the Padres made the acquisitions of Josh Hader and then eventually uh, Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, I was very excited about this team, like uh, the rest of the betting market was. And I felt that in a postseason series, Dodgers and Padres, I'm going to take the plus money with the Padres. But after watching these three games over the weekend, and I know they still don't have Tatis, but I have just been completely taken back down to earth because the Dodgers really showed that they still are the best team in that West. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, the Padres are going to be exciting with that lineup. They're going to be a team that's kind of one of those teams that's exciting to watch. Almost, They're going to become, I think, much must-watch television. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to the playoffs, when it comes down to winning a series, uh, they don't quite have the depth, I think, uh, that's going to make me believe in them. They're still, especially their bullpen, a very average bullpen statistically. Uh, so I still think the Dodgers will have a, a significant leg up. But once again, I mean, you get to the postseason, anything could happen. What's your take on the Cardinals, who have been playing tremendous baseball in first place in the Central? Do you like them to win this Central and their chances to win a playoff series? Yeah, I actually like the Cardinals quite a bit. Right before the trade deadline, I actually uh, placed a bet on them to win the NL Central. They're around plus 180, I believe, at the time. Plus 180, plus 185. They're now the favorites, obviously. Uh, offensively, they've had some, a little bit of issues with their pitching, obviously. But offensively, they have been a, a very solid team and a team that... For the majority of the season, not a lot of people have, have been talking about. So I like the Cardinals quite a bit. I'm very happy with how that bet has started off because almost immediately after I bet on them to win uh, the NL Central, they've kind of uh, they've gotten hot. So mm. uh, I, I do like the Cardinals quite a bit. Obviously not going to go on a deep playoff run, but they could, they'll they be there in the postseason. Yeah, um, you know, they just swept the New York Yankees. And is it time to start? I don't want to say panic, but maybe raise a little bit of concern with the New York Yankees? Uh, yeah, I think maybe a little bit. To be honest, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Blue Jays fan. I do not like the Yankees. I live in New York. This is my first summer in New York. And being around Yankees fans is not exactly the most fun thing to be, <laughs> especially at the start of the year when they were so hot. But, I, I mean, this is baseball. It's 162-game season. You're not going to go all 162 games being the best team in the majors, you're going to go through slumps. I knew one with the Yankees was going to happen. They are still a very, very, very good baseball team. Um, but you want to talk about division bets. That's another one. Any there? 
We lose Ian? All right, well, we'll get Ian back up. And, you know, yeah, look, I think it is, it's not panic button time, and Ian's right. You know, throughout the course of an entire baseball season, you're going to go through your ebbs and flows. You're going to have your highs. You're going to have your lows. And the Yankees were so high for the entire season. They started out red hot. They continued staying hot. And eventually, you just knew that some regression was going to come. They're going to lose some games. It's going to be a losing streak at some point. And, and what they've done is they've been able to, you know, they built up such a big cushion that they were able, they're able to, well, sustain a losing skid like this. As we welcome back Ian McMillan. And Ian, I guess that's the point here is that the Yankees have built themselves up such a cushion that even after losing five straight and playing as poorly as they've had, they still have a nine and a half game lead in the division. rant there before he lost you. But yeah, I, I think this is just Yankees fans overreacting a little bit. Uh, every single team in a 162-game season is going to have a slump, uh, and they've built them up themselves up such a lead that it's probably not going to hurt them down the stretch. I certainly don't think it's time to panic, because even st statistically, uh, even during this bad stretch, they're putting up decent numbers. So I, I don't think it's time to panic on the Yankees. Are, does their pitching concern you when it gets to the postseason? It certainly, it certainly does a little bit. Yeah, uh, I think it's all going to come down to their new acquisition of Frankie Montas for mm. sure. As a Blue Jays fan, I want a Frankie Montas, but uh, I think he can get it done. But if if they're going to lose, it's going to be it's going to come down uh, to their pitching and not quite having the depth uh, that they should to make a deep playoff run. Yeah, well, the, I guess the Yankees hoping that their starters can just go five innings because with uh, three closers now in their bullpen, getting Trevino in that. Um, Trevino in that uh, deal with Frankie Montas certainly helps their bullpen as well. Uh, taking a look at this card here, it's a short card for Monday, but anything jump out at you? You know, the Mets take on the Reds, Chris Bassett's on the hill, the Yankees will take on the Mariners, both Jameson Tyone and Logan Gilbert looking to bounce back from bad outings their last time out. Yeah, one game that I'm looking at for tomorrow's slate, the Giants and the Padres. Uh, I have not been a big fan of Blake Snell, I believe, is expected to get the start tomorrow. And mm -hmm. when you actually look at how these two teams uh, are going against lefties recently, a uh, huge advantage for the Giants. Actually, uh, they're fourth in OPS against left-handed pitchers since July 1st. Padres all the way down at 20th. Uh, so you can actually back the Padres. Uh, I'm only going to go first five innings because in that same stretch since July 1st, Giants dead last and bullpen ERA. So if you're going to bet the Giants adds underdogs tomorrow, I think if you get in the first five innings, I think that's the bet to make. So if you're looking at it, if you want an underdog, Giants first five innings, just avoid full game because with that bullpen, uh, no lead is safe with the Giants. Talk to me about your Blue Jays. You say Kikuchi, I will give him this. Since he's come off the IL, two starts compared to the rest of his season, he has looked good. That being said, are we still in fade Kikuchi mode? I think we have to be now. Uh, the, the Orioles are starting Jordan Lyles, not exactly you know a top-notch pitcher either. Mm. So I'm looking at the over for that yeah. one, pretty high total. Uh, but I still like the over. Uh, Jays are going up against a righty. Second OPS against right-handed pitchers. Maybe I would fade them completely if they're going up against a lefty. They have struggled at times against left-handed pitching uh, this season. But surprisingly, um, Blue Jays' bullpen has been strong since the start of July. Uh, but I know this bullpen. I know this team. I think we're going to see some regression soon from their bullpen. 
they're fine, they're average, but they're they're not as good as the numbers that they've put up over the past uh, little over months. So I think we're going to see some runs in the AL East matchup. We're going to back the over in that one. Yeah, and we did see uh, Romano blow a save here on Sunday. So maybe, yeah. uh, I don't know what his availability is going to be like for uh, this game on Monday. Ian, always appreciate the time and the conversation. Good luck with your bets, and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for having me on. Take care. There he is, Ian McMillan from BetSided. Check him out, Ian MacBets. That's I-A-I-N, MacBets on Twitter. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up at Scott's on Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Yep. Time for a little bit of panic. Not panic. Concern with the New York Yankees. Not a lot. Just a little bit with this losing. But that's what happens. It's a long season. You win some, you lose some. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at Victory Heineken. Beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligible restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Everyone, when the uh, NFL season rolls around, people like to talk about, obviously, expectations for the upcoming season, uh, sleepers to take in your fantasy drafts, things like that, bets to make in the uh, futures market, long shots, what have you. One of the uh, conversations that always seems to arise as we're into the NFL preseason. Preseason already began with the Hall of Fame game last week. Week one of the preseason will kick off this Thursday. You got two games this Thursday, Giants and Patriots and Titans-Ravens, and then we'll have games Friday and Saturday, and I think there's a Sunday game as well. So NFL preseason's here. This is That's it. We've gone through it. We have football now um, every weekend, so we're good. <laughs> Football, NFL football, or college football every weekend now through the Super Bowl. So we're all right. We've survived. Uh, Anyway, one of the conversations that always seems to arise is the second-year leap for quarterbacks. People always say it's the the leap going from year uh, one to year two is the biggest jump that a quarterback is going to make. Here are the list of the quarterbacks that are going into their second season. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills. Which of these quarterbacks could have the biggest jump? Well, we can start with, I guess, the quarterback that had the most success last year, right? And that's Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a tremendous season last year. The Patriots were a team that was... You know, at one point we were talking about, I was talking about placing bets on them to win the AFC. Talking about placing bets on on the Patriots to win the division. They had, and they they were there. 
They finished at 10-7. and seven. They were just a game back of the Buffalo Bills. And if you remember last season, you know, they, they had the, – the, the schedule was laid out in front of them. It wasn't until they lost to Indianapolis and then lost again to Buffalo that the division was, was gone. But at 9-4, and four, after beating the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots were the, to- the toast of the town. Uh, but when you look at the stats of Mac Jones a season ago, a 67.6 completion percentage, 3,801 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's a good rookie season. And leading a team to a 10-7 and record and into the postseason? That's a good year for the Patriots. That's a good year for the rookie. So to, to have a second-year jump from an already good first year, expectations should be high for Mac Jones. They should be. Expectations should also be high for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick in the draft, was put in an absolute terrible situation. The Urban Meyer experiment completely failed. And I look at this year as a redo for Trevor Lawrence. Last year, 3,641 yards, had 12 touchdowns, 17 picks. But everyone expects the Jaguars to be a little bit better this year. They didn't show it in the first preseason game, but then again, that's preseason. But under Doug Peterson, who has done really well in grooming quarterbacks, this could be a big jump for Trevor Lawrence. A big jump for Trevor Lawrence. And, and again, you, you know, you, you look at his quarterbacks that Doug Peterson has had underneath him that has grown, right? You know, whether it's Carson Wentz playing at an MVP level, Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl, um, you know, Alex Smith. Michael Vick coming back and and reinventing themselves as veterans. Doug Peterson is a quarterback guy. So I think the expectation for Trevor Lawrence, rightfully so, is high going into this season. And I'll tell you, one of these guys on this list is not being talked about enough. Well, maybe he is, but in the wrong way. But Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick for the Jets, had, how do we be polite? A not-so-great first season in the NFL. But the Jets were also not a good football team. And the Jets now surrounded Zach Wilson with more weapons that 
allow him to be successful. The Jets did an incredible job, I felt, in the draft in acquiring players that can make an immediate impact on this team. Brees Hall should be the starting running back. And it's going to be him and Michael Carter, maybe a little bit of Tevin Coleman. That's a good running back room. And then the wide receivers. Elijah Moore going to take a big step forward this year. Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, the rookie, is one of a tremendous draft pick for them. They acquire C.J. Uzama, talented tight end. The, the, the offensive line is th- th- there. The Jets' offense, this might be, this might be, I'm not even kidding, this might be the, the, the best offensive depth chart that they've had in a long time. In a long time. And so it would not surprise me to see Zach Wilson take a big leap forward here in year two. A big leap forward in year two. And that's not just a, um, you know, uh, I'm not just being, um, you know, optimistic here. Just really think that... um, this Jets offense under Mike LaFleur can really take a step forward. The guy that, I, that, that I'm not sold on, and I, the more I talk about it, the more I, I listen to other people talk about it, I feel like I am the only one that is not about this guy. And it's Trey Lance. I just don't see it. Now, I could be completely wrong. And Trey Lance could be a pro bowler and lead the 49ers to a division title and a deep postseason run. And the decision to go with him over Garoppolo and the decision to draft him where they did, it could all work out. And I'm just and, and I'm the fool here. That it could very well happen. Certainly the way that people are talking about it makes it seem like it's going to happen. But I'm not a believer. I I didn't like, I, it's not that I, we didn't see much last year. But I didn't love it. And I just think that there's just too much unknown with this kid. And yeah, we can look at all the, the practice videos of him throwing to Brandon Ayuk and everyone getting excited, but I, I'm I, I'm on Debo under hundred excuse me under nine hundred and fifty of receiving yards this year. I think the Niners' offense is going to look different, and I am not sold or as sold on this team as a lot of other people are. So I don't know if Trey Lance is going to have the season that a lot of people are expecting him to have for the 49ers. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll talk to Mark Zinno about a bunch of topics. I'll ask him about the 49ers and some things here, but we got to get into the Atlanta Braves, the New York Mets. What a weekend series it was. How concerned should the Braves be now about this division race? This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
today. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports bet. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, speaking of college football, looking at the current odds to win the Heisman Trophy, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State is your favorite, followed by Bryce Young of Alabama. And Caleb Williams of USC is third. Now, the guy who's currently the fourth favorite, uh, I think, is quite the um, comical. Uh, um, uh, that's disrespectful. But DJ Uyunglele should not be on this list to win the Heisman Trophy. N- not, not seeing it here. Um, to me, I, I this kid did not show um, the, the last season that he could even keep this job going into this year. In fact, one of my favorite bets is Cade Klubnik to win the Heisman Trophy. And Cade Klubnik, you can find them at 100-1 to 1 at some books. Now, Cade Klubnik is the true freshman backup quarterback for Clemson. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that think that Klubnik could unseat DJ as the starting quarterback at Clemson. Um, He comes in from Westlake High School in Texas as the number one quarterback recruit in the country, I think. I think he was the number one, number two or three overall player in the country coming out. And DJ did not play well last season, but yet he comes into 
this year as the starter without any real competition. But Klubnik enrolled early, was there in the spring, looked really good, and he's, I think, well, he's the future of that team. But if DJ struggles early, he's going to be the guy. Dabo Swinney earlier said this about Klubnik and the work that he has done throughout the spring and the summer to get ready for this fall season. Quote, obviously, mentally, he has come a long way since January. I think he was 179 pounds or something like that when he got here. Now he's 197, so physically he had a lot of work to do, and he's done it. So he's in a great spot, and I don't think there is any question that he will be ready, end quote, meaning he'll be ready to play early on in the season should he have to. He was asked if he's ready to, if he should, if he plays earlier in the season. Uh, absolutely, Swinney said, quote, that's why we put him second the day he got here. We really don't waste a rep. We don't waste a minute. He needed all that work, and obviously, mentally, he's come a long way since January, and then that's the rest of the quote about physically what he's done for himself. I'm telling you, this kid is a stud in high school. <laughs> Look at the, l- Listen to these stats. In high school, Klubnik completed 70% of his passes, 7,426 yards, 86 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. As a senior, he threw for 3,251 yards, 43 touchdowns, and three interceptions. If DJ struggles early on, and I don't know how bad he'll have to struggle because the schedule also plays out in Clemson's favor. But let's say week one at Georgia Tech, DJ struggles. Week two is a cupcake game against Furman. Do you let DJ get that win and, you know, feel good about himself? Probably. I don't know if Dabo would, is, would be willing to make a change unless, unless DJ is really that bad in week one. But I think if he struggles and Clemson gets a win, you roll him back out there for week two, cupcake game against Furman, and maybe that's where Klubnik plays the second half and then looks really good, and but again, it's against a, a, a bad opponent. So then week three against Louisiana Tech, DJ's back in there, and if he struggles in that game, then fans might be calling for Klubnik. And then you get into the conference schedule. Wake Forest, NC State, Boston College, Florida State, Syracuse, Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami, you finish the year South Carolina. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games plus the ACC championship game. That's 10 games. How many games would Klubnik have to play to win the Heisman? You see, I think all it would take is nine games 
not 10. So I think DJ could, could be the starter for the first four games of the year. And that Wake Forest game, should he struggle then, and Klubnik gets his first start at home, comfortable setting, against NC State, and then reels off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins, then wins the ACC championship game. So he's 9-0 and as a starter and puts up numbers, including numbers that he would have put up in mop-up duty in week two against Furman, maybe in mop-up duty in week three against Louisiana Tech, and maybe in a second half of relief after DJ struggles against Wake Forest, that's enough, assuming the numbers are good, to win the Heisman. Or at least put him in the conversation. At 100-1, to I think this is a very, very attractive bet. Other Heisman uh, favorites here at the top, Will Anderson, the linebacker from Alabama, is uh, high on this list. Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. You want to talk about old faces in new places. Um, Dylan Gabriel, a guy who has been around for a while. Um, Remember, he was at UCF several years ago and had a really nice career. At UCF. Threw for 3,653 yards, 27 touchdowns in 2019. 3,570 yards and 32 touchdowns, just four interceptions in 2020. Gets hurt in 2021, so he only plays three games. Nine touchdowns, three picks, 814 yards. And now he is the starting quarterback at Oklahoma. And what is getting people excited is that the offense that he will be running at Oklahoma is the same offense that he ran at UCF. Jeff Levy was the offensive coordinator at UCF in 2018 and 2019. Jeff Levy coached Dylan Gabriel in that 2019 season. And if Dylan Gabriel puts up those UCF numbers for Oklahoma in a Big 12 title season, Dylan Gabriel, 30-1. to Not a terrible bet to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm Scott Sadenberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Get back into a little Major League Baseball coming up. Still have to preview the uh, card here for Monday. It's a small card, but we'll definitely get into some games, see if we can figure out what will be our play of the day coming up here on Monday as really we're gearing up towards football season with the start of week one of the NFL preseason. It's the look ahead here on VEASAN.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.